Welcome to Football on the Rocks, where we pour ourselves a glass and help you dominate the fantasy football competition. During the season, we will recap the action for the week, identify targets to stock up on and targets to pour out, discuss our weekly positional rankings, and give you our DraftKings DFS picks of the week. So, Grab your glass, maybe put some rocks in it, and join three fantasy football experts and whiskey enthusiasts every week as we help you salvage your draft, win your league, and fight for the millionaire. Hello and welcome to Football on the Rocks. I am your host, Joe Niehoff. I have, of course, my brother here with us tonight and a new guest. Mr. Caleb, welcome. You know, Caleb, I was going to say your Mr. Caleb last name, but I don't even know it. <laughs> nah. I don't know if you want to tell the podcast world oh, what your last fine. name is. It might chase you down. Um, but anyway, nice to have you. Um, so Caleb uh, has done very well in our our uh, whiskey or in our whiskey our uh, our football on the rocks league on DraftKings. So uh, for those of you that will be listening later, um, Bobby is was unable to uh, be a part of the DFS podcast this week. So it's just me and Caleb. Um, so get some good insight, hopefully from us all there. Um, but uh, even with that being said, he is, as I've always kind of said, Caleb is one of us. He is the traditional fantasy footballer. Uh, and he, of course, has played in a couple of leagues with us. So Yeah, you, you joined our garage league when you were like four. Nine. Oh, was, yeah, it wasn't quite that young, but I was, was going to say you're 13 now. So, yeah, he's I got a little bit more age. Are you, you're even, you are old enough to drink now, right? Well, you know, sneak into the cupboard and stuff. <laughs> so anyway, um, the ball, could see the minors here. yeah, we no, you, yeah, no, so anyway, he is we'll, of age. We, yeah, he's like 21 in a day. I'm, tw- right? I'm 23. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but how funny would that be? Like, yeah, we're gonna have whiskey, and we have a new guest. And oh wait, he's nineteen, so he's drinking <laughs> water. Water. <laughs> anyway, all right. So dive into some of this stuff here. This is this is the good stuff. This is the fun stuff. Um, uh, one thing that I just got informed of as I'm sitting here, my wife has decided to join me uh, downstairs as we do our podcast tonight, and she looked course she's very proud winner from last week what's your record now well look up your record real quick we want to know uh-huh. she's, gonna, she's gonna look up a record but do you know who she plays this week anybody Brittany knows who do, you play? This week? who do you play Brittany Caleb. who Caleb. who are we talking to Caleb. <laughs> oh, <boy>. so look <laughs> out buddy look who's out she's coming for you to win this week is Brittany by two points well, Playing, playing this week has been a blessing in disguise for people. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, that'll be fun. But anyway, yeah. uh, so good stuff before there. before we keep going, I was just trying to do math in my head. Um, oh, so you started with us when you were nine. Yeah, and you're 23 now. So that's 14 mm-hmm. years. Yeah, I think this is year league. number 15. Yeah, year number 15. Wow. And in the in that span of oh, no. years, you must have won no, like three or four championships. I mean, it, it just bound to happen in that amount of time. Let everyone know how many championships do you have? 
So I believe in consistency, in this, right? <laughs> Here comes Bobby with his place. BS again. I now, mind you, I will say this. Before, hold on, Caleb. Before you answer this question, I will say this. Uh, I'm sure people have heard the phrase stealing candy from a baby. <laughs> right? So Bobby, when Caleb first joined the league, would absolutely steal candy from baby Caleb. Because and candy is your first round pick. Yeah, and it was because Caleb, are you still a, a diehard Dallas Cowboys fan? I I am not. I, I haven't been since the Romo transition. But. Okay. Well, back in the day, you were, and when you were, <laughs> Bobby would take full advantage of said fandom, <laughs> and it really wasn't very fair. So. That's how Bobby, he might talk off about how many championships he feels like he has. Championships the championship, Joe. Facts but facts. he totally robs them from people, and I think he's got one of them from you. But let's talk about your consistency because you were going to say something. No, I consistently seem to have my name on that fourth place, which kind of sucks, but <laughs> I would <laughs> yeah. take more bad years if the good ones came. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, to your credit, 14 years in, I think you have like, 13 years playoff. of playoffs. Yeah, I've missed playoffs <laughs> twice. Yeah. And two of those are my first, like, five years. So, yeah, well, that's pretty good. Maybe this year will be the year, right? You're, you're two and three to start, and you're going up against Joe's wife, who is uh, a, a juggernaut here. She's yeah, a I'm pretty actually, good team. I'm actually not too worried about my team. Um, Obviously, it's two and three. Two and three is two and three. But, you know, it's got some solid pieces. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I would say, you know, Brittany's, you know, she's slowly turning out to be a pretty good fantasy footballer, people. I'll tell you what. Um, but we'll see how that all, all turns out. She also, uh, from time to time, uh, joins us um, here in the basement on our cocktail. And she does her wines and such, but um, she does enjoy a good drink. So maybe we'll have to have her as a guest one day. Um, but anyway, let's get into it. Um, enough about you, Caleb. What are you drinking tonight? Me? Yeah, you first. Um, so I actually have two drinks. I, I wanted one on the rocks drink, so I got Jameson. And yes. then... Appreciate I at, you putting something on the rocks. <laughs> I was um, at Costco the other day, and I saw on the rocks premium cocktails, so I figured it was festive and I should get one. <laughs> Joe, did, we, did we start a line of cocktails and not tell me? <laughs> uh, no, that wasn't... Because that, that's a perfect... We need to invest in that company that could be the next thing we do maybe once we get like more than 10 listeners we can worry about creating our own whiskey line you'll get a sponsorship (laughs) now yeah now the one thing that i want to highlight here is that caleb is now fully an adult because he has a costco membership that's a great point so not only is he old enough to drink but he's old enough to have his own costco membership (laughs) there's nothing better as of two days ago. Okay, not gonna lie. Costco is the greatest store in the history of man. And I mean that's a little aggressive, no, but however you feel no, about it's it. It's the fine. best. It's like Disneyland for parents. It has everything. It has everything. I think it's more Disneyland for parents specifically who have like five or more children. Yeah, no, once you start replicating yourself, you just need, like, a bulk box of chicken wraps or something. Yeah. Like, you just, you just don't 
want to cook anymore and you just want your life back yeah you don't you know when you get the dino chicken at the store you don't want the small box they sell at you know your local grocery store you want the giant box and it's not dino chicken it's more like you know they can't say dino chicken it's got to be like uh what would be a good example instead of dino it's like lizard chicken you know because it can't be the dino chicken because that's already taken from somebody so costco goes oh we'll just make it lizard chicken instead joe they joe you know costco sells like name brand everything right yeah they sell they sell sell dino chicken all the time what are you talking about okay well anyway my my they're not some knockoff brand place joe they have their own brands just like everywhere else that's what i was trying to say and it's called signature i guess it is called kirkland Kirkland signature, signature brand That's stuff right. is the best stuff in the world because yep. it's just like as as someone who is a parent of young children, like Costco brand, so like the, the Kirkland brand diapers are Huggies diapers just in a Kirkland box. Like you're getting yep. the name brand thing with the Kirkland logo on it. And it's fantastic. Why would you not want that? This sure. is the best place in the world, Joe. It's Disneyland. Uh, I mean, Disney World. It's Disney World, but uh, it's yeah. everywhere. Instead of Fair. just one place. And you still do spend like a thousand dollars every time you go, just like Disneyland. But <laughs> you come home with like toilet paper for six months <laughs> because you had one big box of it. <laughs> yes. You're not wrong on that one. All right, let's uh that's good. I like the drinks. Bobby, what are you drinking? Um, so I finally did it, Joe. In all oh. of my leagues, I won. Oh, and no so way. You won all the leagues? I week? won every single one of them. The best Good of them you. being my giant win against you. Yeah. With, that was uh, annoying. With that was not going off for you about shouldn't 40 have points. Won that game. Well, I mean, you should have won that, I guess, because right. you didn't need 40. You needed like 20. I needed 16, was and 16? I got 36. Yeah, that was a little unfortunate. Um, so I opened up the Super Peanut Butter Jackpot by oh Sisyphus Brewing. And right, you're telling me t- this stuff has no sugar in it because <clears throat> I just it's don't a, believe it. It's a, it's a uh, Imperial Stout with some coffee, peanut butter, and vanilla bean. 12.5%. Strangely easy drinking. Um, goes down very smoothly. It's from Sisyphus Brewing down in minneapolis right nearby the uh the, the spoon with the with the cherry on it and <laughs> and so i love the saying so sisyphus for those of you who are greek scholars in mythology he's the guy that was doomed to roll a boulder up a hill for eternity because once he would reach the top it would just roll down the other side and you have to go and get it and roll it back up and so <clears throat> For whatever, on the side of the can that I have here, it says, there is scarcely any passion without struggle. And this is like a new motto for my life. Okay. Bobby is now getting and, his life mottos from his and, and I think it's a great <laughs> saying for fantasy football. Okay. There's, there's, I mean, Caleb, you are the... Uh, the the Sisyphus, you, you you should be Sisyphus in our league, because you get so very close to the peak, and then you just lose in the playoffs and roll back down the hill. 
just to I try to get the next it. season. He's he's been preparing that since we decided you'd be a guest. I call that pulling the Vikings. So. Yeah, that's we should all yeah all Viking fans yeah. should feel the same way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See that it's it it's multi layered. It it shows up in so many areas of all of our lives. It's a wonderful saying for fantasy football, and I want that to be the title of this podcast. <laughs> the Sisyphus. <laughs> Very good. Um, well, I assume it's it's delicious. I mean, you've been waiting. Yes, I have been waiting. It's the best thing I've had all day. All week, all month. Maybe not all year. I had a really good burger a couple of months back. But very good. All right, Joe. So what do you got going on tonight? So tonight I'm having a uh, uh, one I've had before. And I've been going back to the ones I've had before because I, I didn't get a chance to really explain to everybody what it was in full detail. Um, so tonight I'm doing barrel bourbon. Um, and barrel bourbon, when I I did a little bit more research into them, there it's really mm-hmm. cool what they do. Okay, um, so this one that I have is just a small batch. It's uh, let's see, it's aged ten years bourbon whiskey, aged ten years, hundred eight proof, so it's got a little kick to it. Um, and it's batch number twenty eight. So here's the thing: if you go, so barrel bourbon puts their website on the back of their bottles. It's barrelbourbon.com. And if you go on there, they have their batches. You go to their bourbons, their whiskeys, their rise, and they'll give you like literally. I can click on exactly batch number twenty-eight, and it tells me exactly what I'm drinking, where it came from, how it all came about, etc. Um, and it's really cool because they're all they all have their own individual kind of stories of where it all came from. So I think that's like super cool. They also have their special releases. So I think one that John had was Dovetail. Um, that I had with him. That's one of their special releases. And it really, it's a, it's a pretty unique, cool little site. So let me tell you a little bit about the one I'm drinking batch number 28. Uh, it is a blend of bourbons, whiskeys, all of them aged in either Tennessee, Kentucky, or Indiana. Um, it's mostly 10 and 11 year uh, barrels uh, aged in, a, in the white oak barrels, whatever you want to call it. Um, it did win an award. So this is kind of cool. I like to say this too. It won an Ultimate Spirits Challenge Award in 2021. Had 92 points at that award. Ascot Awards in 2021. It made double platinum. Uh, and then the John... Oh my God. Barleycorn Awards in 2021. It, it won gold. Um, so a pretty cool little thing that they put on there. And, and again, an award winning, you know, three different awards that it's won. Uh, done really good. So let's talk a little bit about it. Um, it is very, uh, again, I'm, I'm not going to give you guys this crazy, you know, you know, sophisticated approach to what this ultimately tastes like. It's a very good bourbon. Very, again, another smooth kind of sweeter on that side. It's got almost a citrusy sweet um, uh, a blend to it. Um, so it's kind of more, a little bit more fruity than some of the other ones, but it does it's very balanced in its overall taste. It's not going to like, you're not going to feel like you're drinking something too sweet. Um, so that's something that I ultimately like. Um, but yeah, definitely a, a very good. And again, I'm a, I, I drink mine. Most of mine, I always say are smooth. This one I would say has a little bit more of that warmth to it. So get a little bit more of a kick from that warmth. Um, and the reason I say that is because uh, I can definitely taste it more, even with the water and the whiskey that I, or the rocks, I mean, that I put on it. Um, it still has a little bit of that that kind of um, 
warmth to it. So it's if you're neat, drinking it neat, it's going to be a little bit warmer than the ones I've had in the past. Um, but very good. And I got a new bottle next week that I'm going to be trying um, from a, a friend of mine, Scott uh, Sofield. Actually, Scott was the one that uh, won the straight edge in our putting contest a few weeks back uh, at that tournament we did. So anyway, that one I'm going to try next week, uh, and you'll hear a little bit on that one next week. But uh, this one I like pretty good. Sweet. Yeah, I was going to ask when you, when you said it doesn't have as much kick. I was going to ask, like as much kick as was in Bengals Packers game this last weekend. I know but, that was pretty. You know, I enjoyed watching that with you guys, uh, Bobby, you and Dad, and and yeah, uh, up here I had a good time. Man. That was a lot of fun. Lots of fun. Too bad we can't do it every week when we live so far away. I got to convince you and Dad to move on down here. Good luck. Yeah, good luck. Well. <laughs> uh, very well. Let's get into the week. So uh, I'm going to – let's jump into last week, some quick injuries. I'm going to blow through some of these pretty quickly because there's not a lot of uh, conversations I have around their injuries. Just be aware that they were injured. Um, Barkley, I think a lot of people know he's out. TH is on IR officially. Same with Wilson. Um, Burrow had an injury, um, nursing one. It looks like he's going to be fine to start and play. Um, I think it was a concussion, actually, wasn't it? No, no, it was a throat. Some that's right. I knew it was upper yeah. body. Yeah, it was some a throat crazy because he played. He just they put him it. on. They put him on voice rest. <laughs> yeah, voice like, rest. Like, so they're you're not going to talk for the next two practices, talk. right? I mean, <laughs> it, I, hey, that's a big deal in the NFL. You got to be able to call out to everyone, let them know what's going on at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. So I mean, there's that. Hundred uh, percent, Daniel Jones uh, again nursing. He got like knocked out. Yeah, I mean, you guys see that walk afterward? He's walking like yeah, a zombie. He was falling <laughs> over, man. He, he looked like uh, looked like Joey leaving the bar on Sunday night. <laughs> yeah, huh? Just yeah. all over the place. Yeah, I was all over the place. <laughs> Maybe more so, Dad. Actually, did you yeah, guys Dad watch that game though? Dad went straight back to the hotel and immediately started snoring. So trust me, he was the one that was was the most difficult to get out of that place. Yeah. Um, Did you guys watch Najee. the Giants, uh, Giants-Cowboys yeah. game? It felt like there was an injury every other play. Yeah, there, it for, was for disjointed. There. there wasn't there, – there was some disjointedness to it. It was a fun fun game to watch, especially, you know, you're, you're getting a lot of big fantasy points. And uh, I think we'll talk about him a little bit later, Kadarius Tony, Really exciting kid to watch, especially when he starts boxing in the middle of a game. <laughs> yeah, he gets upset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um Najee Harris, Bobby, any any word on him that you got for us? He's fine. Yep. He was cramping up. Um, not no big issues there. He's a guy that I have in a couple teams. So every time that I saw um Najee Harris's name pop up somewhere, I had a small heart attack. Um <laughs> but ultimately, yeah, he, he's looking like he's gonna be playing again this week. So no big concerns there that, that you'll have speaking of playing again this week it looks like chris carson should be back if i'm not mistaken it's trending that way as well that's what i've been seeing um unless there's some setback but i believe they gave him some more rest today and he's gonna try and get a, a bigger workload in these next couple of days to make sure that he can do it get through the day and then uh you know be available for them on sunday yeah. Yep. Uh, next guy on the list is Damien Harris. Uh, Harris, he's got a rib injury. Those are kind of sneaky for a running back um, simply because, I mean, you know, they get beat up. So 
Um, watch him. If he doesn't play, it looked like Ramondre Stevenson was the guy. Am I not right on that? Yeah, yeah the timing on that injury was really weird because Harris got the ball knocked out at the at the goal line, and they ended up losing. Um, and then all of a sudden Stevenson's in, so everybody kind of just speculated that you know Belichick was benching Harris, but uh, the injury surfaced towards the end of the third quarter. It was weird, but yeah, Ramondre got like nine carries after um, Harris was apparently quote unquote injured. Yeah, yep. So definitely uh, curiosity, and you know those who took that risk on Stevenson, it may just be getting ready to pay off for you. But we'll see. Um, on the uh, wide receiver side, uh, interesting people to kind of pay attention to is Julio Jones. Um, I don't know what his status is going to be. He's still hamstring. Um, we'll see what happens with him. But somebody to pay attention to. Uh, Chris Godwin, any of you got news on Godwin? I, I think on the pl- weirdly on the plus side, they play tomorrow. And that might actually be something that's going to bode well for him because it's looking like he will play, and then he'll have a nice injury. long rest after. Godwin's off the injury list. He's uh he was cleared Good. today. There you go. There you go. Um, Good. But, because, uh, the the biggest thing that I'm emphasizing there is that have, he'll play and he'll have a big nice long rest and be really good to go. It's that that kind of mini buy that, that teams are getting with those Thursday night games. Julio was limited today too. So, yeah, and he was limited in some practices last week uh, as well. So he he kind of played the same role. I just you got to watch those with hamstrings with wide receivers, um, and hopefully he can be cleared and played because I have him uh, in a league or two. Uh, Juju and Cephas uh, are two guys that just take them out. They are yeah, done. It looks like is Juju yeah, done for the year? Or does he just an extent? Yeah, he got time? surgery and he's out. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think that like three, four. Of time there, so That's he right. his season is right. likely over unless yeah. somehow the Steelers make the playoffs. But I'm not convinced that they're that caliber. No, um, and even then, he would just be barely coming back. So, at least for fantasy purposes on our end, he is someone that you could safely drop. Um, Cephas, same sort. He broke his collarbone. Yeah, um, he's done. So he's done for a while here as well. And now Galladay. He's doubtful this week. Um, is he still just droppable based off of his talent? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I feel bad for Galladay because he was a he really performed unbelievable. Well, it was two years ago in Detroit. Yeah, healthy and all last year, year, scored he, a ton of touchdowns. Yeah, and, and last year he got hurt. Uh, and then this year he's kind of been hurt all year. I mean, even when he was healthy, he wasn't healthy, healthy, because he didn't even play in the preseason because he was dealing with some stuff. So I feel bad for him. I don't think he's droppable. Um, And the reason why I say that is because you got guys like – he's more talented, in my opinion, than like the the Kadarius Tonys or whatever. Um, But he just hasn't really had a chance to mesh and do well there yet. He had 116 yards the week before last week. So I I don't think he's droppable. I think you, unfortunately, hope you have an IR and – he eventually is ruled out. <laughs> you can just stash yeah. him. But stash him. Yep, yep. I'm with you on that one. Um, so that's that. Uh, is you know the fun stuff to talk about here. Tom Brady, number one quarterback. Is it going to stick? I mean, it could. Very He's throwing yeah. three, at least three, four, five touchdowns almost every single week. It's 
I feel like he it's just hard every to. week comes into the week and says, screw all of you. I'm going to show you why I don't care how old I am. I'm still the best throwing but, quarterback I mean, in the league. He scored five touchdowns last week. And it didn't look I mean, hard. Dudes, no. <laughs> That's he made it look so it. easy. Like We're going to be talking about him in another 20 years from now. How is it that Tom Brady is still a top six quarterback in the league throwing seven touchdowns last week to – Antonio Brown's grandson. Like, what the heck? Yeah, he just wants every record. Yeah. <laughs> Not like just a couple. Of, he wants <laughs> everyone. Um, so interesting too with with uh, uh, Tom. Oh God, what was I going to say with Tom Brady? Oh my goodness. Oh, so here's what I was saying. If you put up like Tom Brady throwing the football next to Ben Roethlisberger throwing the football. I mean, Tom Brady almost looks like he's 25 years old. Yeah. In that comparison. I mean, it's yeah. crazy. It is, it is pretty insane. Crazy. Um, KC is in last place in their division. How long does that stick for? How many I games behind? The, uh, how, how far behind Vegas are they? One game. Okay, so one week. <laughs> Well, it'd have to be at least two because they'd be tied for last place. Yeah, but no, it, they'll they'll be named ahead of Las Vegas for what whatever reason. I think, I think Vegas wins this week, though. So I don't know. Yeah. Oh, well, I was just gonna say, I actually think it could be longer than that now because Denver's on their way down back after their very hot start. Um, Vegas is kind of in the same boat, but I don't think they're gonna catch the Chargers. I, I mean, yeah. they may not catch them for a long time. Um, so I think they could potentially be looking at a wild card, just a poor start for them, and their defense is not that good. Yeah. Mark they, my words. Mark my words. This week they're going to be scared by Washington. I don't know that Washington will win it, but they're going to be scared by Washington. Yeah, I, you know what? Martin I don't disagree with that. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right, McCaffrey and Cook, are they ready? It's sounding they like they play, will be. But... I don't. They're I don't think you're confident in them. Yeah, they, yeah, they're playing against each other. It'll be kind of an interesting. <clears throat> the one guy that may, if anything, Cook would be the one to sit because they have a bye next week. So they might say we won't risk it. Right. Let's give you two weeks. I mean, we got really good production out of your backup again last week. Why did we pay you all that money? I don't know, but. <laughs> sure. um, just looking at, you know, if one of the two were to sit, it, it sounds like uh, what I'm hearing out of out of uh, Carolina is that he's going to be a game time decision. So they're they're going to bring it right up to that that game game time before they're going to say, you know what, yeah, he's going or not. Um, but at the on the plus side, you'll know before the game starts if obviously if McCaffrey is playing, you're playing him. Same thing with Cook. It's really hard to sit him if he's playing as well. Um, but it may be one of those kind of temper expectations and even more so on the Cook side just because, again, if the game gets out of hand one way or the other, um, you know, I could see Cook coming out. But hopefully if the, if the reason he's coming out is because they're winning by so many points, you already had a great game from him. Um, yeah. Just, so I think the Vikings – 
there is a chance they try and push him back this week because if you look at the standings, the Packers are already 4-1 and one, and even the Bears are ahead of the Vikings. So I think that sometimes plays a factor. And if you look at who the Vikings play in the next weeks, they play the Chargers, the Cowboys. You know, they, they don't have too many easy weeks ahead of them. So I think they're going to probably... Yeah. Not to make Newton. them sound insensitive, but they might rush him back trying to yeah. secure some win. You want to go into a bye on a win? Not yeah. going on a bye on a loss, and then Zimmer is sitting four. at home yeah. going, oh no, the phone just rang. Should I pick it up? Because <laughs> it's the <laughs> right. bye week, and maybe they're going to make a change. Yeah. And the other thing, too, I think, I, well, this is the point I'll make, is I think Cook wants to play. Like he really oh, wants to get every in the NFL game. player always wants to. Yeah. Right. And but I don't no, think he's no question like, there. I really don't think he's that far away from playing. I mean he played the week prior and was probably less healthy than he was coming into last week. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. He he was closer this week than he was played. Or and he played last week. And part of the reason why I think he played ago, last yeah. week and not this week is because last week they were playing against uh, the Browns, who are a very good team and well-known to be a good team. And this prior week, they were playing against Detroit. And yeah. the Vikings probably looked and said, you know what, I think we can get away with not playing them. Give them another week of rest. And they <laughs> barely got away with it. But <laughs> they needed that, that last second field goal. That might have been some of the concepts that go into the thought of, are we going to play this guy or not play this guy? Yeah. Um, and knowing the Vikings, they've made some pretty poor mismanagement of their own team in general anyway. So um, just a, a point to make there, uh, but that's enough of this stuff. Let's get into our games and uh, the, the, the quick piece on the very first game. It's Miami versus Jacksonville. This is my game and it is exactly what you think it is. It is our first pour it out game. And you know who I feel the worst for in this pour it out game? LaVishka Chanel. No. The fans in Europe. <laughs> well, that, that's good one game. thing. Yeah, they well, don't get anything good. Last week, they got Atlanta and the Jets. Jets, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> they made it a good game, but the football playing was ugly. <laughs> you know, like, like, I don't know how many interceptions there was and mistakes defensively and this, that, and the other, but it just wasn't a good football game. Like, when, when will America, like, with like get over that little grudge that we have against them for like taxation representation whatever civil or uh, like <laughs> yeah, revolutionary sure. war stuff because it's like oh yeah we got like the greatest game on earth but here's our two worst teams have yeah. fun enjoy right and of course <laughs> Miami's got an injured quarterback so they're not even playing he, the guy he should be back this week well, that two, at least will be that, that's on a track positive to play. thing for, for them. They at least can see two young quarterbacks kind of go at it here. Uh, and to that note, from a fantasy standpoint, just dive into it quick so we can get this one minute under control. Um, with the Dolphins, I think you're encouraged with Gaskin's ginormous week, but temper expectations here. Um, I don't think he'll have anything close to what he had last week. But maybe he'll start getting to a regular role now that they kind of see that he could score some touchdowns for the squad. Um in Miami, uh, you know, for this game, because it is an early game, in my opinion, those earlier games on Sundays are hard to start players. Um, you really got to commit to them. And when it's a game like this, it's hard to commit to. So I like LaVishka Chenault. He's the one player, I think, in Jacksonville, along with Robinson that I'm looking at starting. 
Um, you know, you get their, the, the, the number one running back for the team and likely the number one wide receiver. Uh, and that's probably it in Jacksonville. I, I don't think this is a week where you're streaming. Um, Did something Lawrence. happen to Marvin Jones? Yeah, I just don't think – like if I'm starting a wide receiver in Jacksonville, I think I'm starting Lavishka Sinault. I think Marvin Jones could be a flex play, but he's likely – if you drafted Marvin Jones, you drafted him in like the 12th round, and he's not as good as your other starters at this point in the season. Hmm. Again, my opinion. You might like Marvin Jones, but let me finish because it's a minute, not two minutes. Well, you're um, going really long on your minute then, Joe. Yeah, well, it, <laughs> we, 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 it didn't start, uh, whatever. Uh, so anyway, uh, Dolphin side, I already mentioned Gaskin. He's, you know, he's a flexible guy, I think, this week. Um, and uh, and then, uh, let's see, I guess wide receivers, eh, you know, I'm not really that excited about anything in Miami. Um, but you could definitely see, like, a Waddle come in into play uh, with the other injuries that they've had. So that's it. That's all I got. Next game, Houston, Indy, Bobby, it's your turn. Um, Houston side of the ball, it's kind of straightforward. You're you're really only playing um, Cooks. That's about it. Um, Indianapolis side of the ball, you really like what happened last week with uh, with Taylor. Um, potentially a, a little bit of a repeat performance of that, maybe coming your way. Um, that that's a Something to definitely keep an eye on, but you're not sitting him. I mean, especially after that, what, 32-point almost or whatever performance that he had this last week. Uh, Pittman is a guy to kind of keep your eye on, especially after splashing big and showing, like, hey, I can make some plays, do some big things. And Mo Alley-Cox is a guy as, uh, as like, a streaming tight end for this week to look at. Houston is, uh, I'll just say, not good against tight ends. Um, let's see where, where's Houston 17.3 points, the tight ends, uh, over on average over the course of this, the season here, that's the worst of all teams against tight ends. So is the guy that I'm targeting there. If I need to stream a tight end. Good. Bobby, that was a pretty good – I didn't time you this time, but I'll try to time you at some point if you get too long. Um, I was definitely longer than you on Miami-Jacksonville, so congratulations. Um, going I win. Next one, Green, Green Bay, Chicago. Caleb, this is you. Yeah, I'm going to spend – It's studs and duds. You're going you're gonna to start your Aaron Jones, your Aaron Rodgers, your Devontae Adams. I would say sit Tanyan. You definitely play the Green Bay defense. As for Chicago, Montgomery's – um, if you have a better option, I would highly recommend not playing uh, uh, his name starts with a D uh, running back for Chicago. I forget. Isn't he a Williams? Yeah, Damian Williams. Daryl um, or Damian, one of the two. Yeah. Daryl plays for Casey still. Um, but Fields has. Damian. Yeah. Has really struggled this year. Um, he's averaging yards per attempt. And out of any quarterback, um, so this doesn't count Mohamed Sanu, out of any quarterback that's thrown a pass, <laughs> he is ranked four. That was a, a that, good subtle that little broke me through in there. That, that broke good. me. Um, that broke but me. A lot of the people behind him are game managers that come in once the game's over. So yeah. I think 
of quarterbacks with three starts or more, there's only one behind him, and that's Jacoby Brissett. Mm-hmm. Um, com- completion percentage is 51.4%, and that is ranked 42 out of 44. The only people behind him are Fitzpatrick, who threw three passes, and Eason, who threw six. So um, with volume, I think both of those go up above 51.4. So basically, he's ranked dead last. Yeah. So um, Packer allowing the seventh fewest yards to quarterbacks. I think this is going to be an ugly game. I don't think field. I think Fields is going to have a three-four pick game, and he's going to be sacked a lot. Yeah, I like it. I, I don't disagree with any of that. Something to um, note: Robinson did not practice today, so keep an eye on that. I think he's Ooh. ready to be traded. To be honest with you, I, I think he's done in Chicago. Yeah. As soon as they'll, as soon as they're willing to get rid of him, he'll be out the door. Yeah. Well. Didn't isn't he on like a a one year contract with them? Like didn't they franchise? Yeah, he franchised. Yeah, and so, that's what I'm saying. So like, is, that, Chicago is that what he's doing? Is he just going like, hey guys, uh, I'm not good. You should not franchise tag me again next year. And then next year he goes to a team and is like, J.K. buddy, I'm like baller. Uh, you know, I don't is- think that was his. In- the thing is, from what I've seen, when he gets targeted, he's catching the ball. It's just they're not throwing the ball his way. It's really odd. He's getting as many targets as guys like um, Robbie Anderson, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's no, it, it, what it is, guys. Is it's it's the coach was it Nagy? Yeah, working his way out. Yeah, but, and what I mean by that is like so good coaches play the to the talent of the players they have. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, like, like he's got a talent. You know, Allen Robinson is a very good wide receiver, and he's performed well, especially, like, he used to be, like, a bomb guy. You just throw it up to him in Jacksonville when he was there, and he'd get, like, you know, a ton of yards and a bunch of touchdowns and stuff like that. You so, I don't know the last time they've done that in Chicago. But the Adam Gase effect. Yeah. Yeah. But is Adam Gase around? Is he there? Like no. the effect of the coat. He's yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it is an Adam Gase effect going on. And we've already spent, again, too much time on this one. Cincinnati, Detroit. I'll jump into this one real quick. Um, from a, a player standpoint, on the Cincinnati side, Burrow, I think, is a very startable quarterback for you this week. I'm. This would be a week I'm really excited, excited about Jamar Chase. And I think I'm starting all wide receivers in Cincinnati. Um, obviously we saw what Jefferson did against Detroit last week, had a great week. Um, so that ace kind of the, the best guy I'm, I'm thinking chase should have another good week this week. He's averaging like something close to 20 points a week. I mean, the guy's doing really well. Um, and he figured out, I guess how to catch a ball without a stripe on it. Um, which is nice for him. Uh, and then, uh, I, you know, I've not been a big, huge fan of Joe Mixon all season, but it's, it's hard not to put him in the lineup. So I think I think he's got to be on your list as well. Uh, you mentioned something earlier um, in our DFS uh, podcast um, about the tight end Uzmanza or whatever, however you say his name. CJ Uzuma. Yeah, Uzuma. He could actually be a good play, I think, this week as well. So anybody in Cincinnati, I think you're starting on the Detroit side. Uh, I would avoid most of the wide receivers in Detroit with the injury to Cephas. Uh, and not that he was all that great, but he really hasn't been – uh, outside of him, there hasn't been a whole lot. Even, uh, what was it, Raymond, who the week prior had like 10 catches or 10 targets, had like two. 
Um, Did he catch the ball? I thought I started him in WNW. You know, I think he had none, but he had like two <laughs> targets. That's what it was. I think it was none, but he had like two targets. So that, that you know, you'd think you got it right, and then oh, wait a minute, nope, never mind. And then Raman, whatever his name is, Saint Brown, <laughs> comes with like fourteen targets and twelve catches. You're like, what the hell? So I, I kind of avoid every wide receiver there, and I might even avoid TJ um, Hawkinson. He's been down lately. I think he's been nursing injuries. Um, so that doesn't help. Uh, but anyway, uh, that's that's really it for Detroit. I, you know, obviously I haven't mentioned Swift. I think you start him. Um, and uh, Jamal Williams it could be an outside flex because I think their offense really is going to run through those two players. Uh, just overall, their offense is pretty piss poor. Uh, but I think Swift is startable, um, and Williams is an outside flex. Next game, Dallas, New England. Bobby, that's you. Um, the Patriots defense is one of actually the best in terms of fantasy points allowed. They are eighth best against quarterbacks. They're middle of the road against running backs at 13th, eighth best then against wide receivers and second best against tight end position. Um, so that is one area that we got to look at in terms of tempering expectations in terms of what we really think that, you know, Dak and company are really going to go and, and do against New England. This is going to be actually a closer game, I think, than than we really want to believe. Um, it, it's a possibility. I'm not making any bold statements here, but I could see this being a game where New England kind of sneaks in a win against somebody who most other teams would go, hey, this team's a much better team than the other. Um now, you're starting all of your Cowboys, despite all of that. If you are a guy that picked up uh, Dalton Schultz, there is a possibility that you have a better tight end available to you. This is the second best team against tight ends, y'all. you got to be careful with that. And depending on where your record sits, uh, you know, something to really keep an eye on there. Um, you're still starting Zeke. You're starting Dak, and again, it's hard to believe that you have a better uh, a better option there. You're starting um, all of your wide receivers there as well. You're starting Lamb, and you're, you you got Cooper going. All right, other side of the ball, I re- I don't know what the running back position is going to look like. I'm not too thrilled with that. Again, Dallas Cowboys are actually good against running backs, eighth best in the league right now in terms of points allowed to running backs. You, you can score points on them throwing the ball, though. That's where their weak spot is. They give up about 36 points per game to wide receivers. Um, and so this is where, like, Jacoby Myers comes in. Um, I could see coming in for, from that. He could actually score his first. I, I don't believe he has a touchdown. Um, he could score his first NFL touchdown. What, two years now? Yeah, it's two um, years, and that was that's interesting for him because he's had yeah. he's had a lot of receptions and targets, right. but hasn't quite scored. Right, and so he's someone that I'm actually really interested in this week. Uh, Mac Jones, he has the potential to have kind of a, a little bit of a breakout game. I could see him scoring, you know, three, maybe even four touchdowns against this defense because they just they give up that that yardage now. Um, you got Diggs on the other side as cornerback. He he's got what more more interceptions than games played this season. Um, 
And, and so that's where maybe you temper your expectations again with Jacoby Myers, and it's more of a, a Nelson Aguilar type of a game. But these aren't big names. These are guys that you could maybe go and grab stream for the week if you need to, depending on what your bye week or injury situation looks like. Um, grab them, throw them in, your, in, in that flex spot. You have a shot there, especially with this, this defense giving up so many points. Um, but really, again, you're not saying these are for sure starters. Everyone that you're looking at for New England is a uh, let's let's flex them at best kind of players. Yeah. And that Caleb is an example how Bobby can take a one minute game and turn it into three or four talking by himself. <laughs> um, but all good stuff, Bobby. All good stuff. I, I will say that. So you know, there is some value in what he says, um, but definitely not. Uh, needed in this game i don't feel like um You're we'll see welcome. what happens it could be a, a an absolute blowout or you know never know in that game uh next game is la versus or the rams versus the giants caleb this is you another abysmal game um the giants are likely going to be without barkley and galladay for one if not more weeks um Daniel Jones still hasn't cleared concussion protocol, so he's still up in the air. Um, they think he's going to play, but, you know, at this point, who knows? And the Giants' defense is bad. Um, my main focus here is Darrell Henderson. He's he's the guy that I think is going to have the biggest game out of anybody this week. Um, I think he's going to be a top, for sure a top-five running back. Um, the Giants have the sixth-worst defense when it comes to yards per game given to running back at 138.4 and it's been especially bad the last three weeks i think they've given on average 160 something yards per week these last three weeks to running backs um and in total yards they're the fourth worst uh i think that Darrell henderson's gonna have himself a game i think the whole rams offense is gonna have themselves a game obviously you start cup woods you start henderson you start stafford um i think van jefferson and deep legs is uh someone to look at and obviously you start higby so that's that game and that was a very yeah. good solid less than one minute uh, and that was an easy one to have less than one minute on so very good job diving into the, the take a shot games the first one and I think that this could have been a drink it slow game, um, but I'm going to make my best effort here to, to get some good comments. I know Bobby is more likely going to have at least one thing to say in this game, so I'm going to try to keep mine uh, limited, but I'm sure there will be some statistics coming out of Bobby's mouth in some way, shape, or form. So Kansas City-Washington is the game. Um, I think this could be a giant point scored game like tons of points all over the place um and uh and just can just yeah it, it's gonna be one of the, this would be the one at, on sunday if i and and tend to shy away from the vikings game i might turn this one on um because i do think it's gonna be a little bit nuts uh but anyway so going into that game uh obviously on the kansas city side you're starting everybody i think if you won the the what is it Damian Williams is that who it is or Daryl Williams? If you won the Daryl Williams sweepstake, um, for a lot of people that had it, you're, you're kind of uh, definitely looking forward to starting him in this game. Washington's defense just hasn't been uh, what we came to know last year. Um, they look more like the 2019 Washington defense where they were kind of piss poor. Um, so overall, I, I think this is one to be mindful of. Uh, you're definitely looking at the running backs there. Uh, in Kansas City, Pat Mahomes, he scored like 
30 points almost on average or very close to it so far this week in every game. Uh, and I think he's, a, again, a no-brainer. Uh, well, always is a no-brainer, but I think he's somebody that you can expect kind of another big week out of. Be mindful of Tyreek Hill. He's nursing some kind of injury. Um, I think this is definitely a bounce-back week for Kelsey, who didn't have the greatest week last week, uh, but definitely a bounce-back week for him. Um, and really oddly in Kansas City, outside of the, you know, the, the main core players, there's really it's Mahomes, Kelsey, Tyreek Hill every week, and then maybe the running back, depending on you know who they play, and usually the running back. I shouldn't say maybe, but outside of those guys, it's not like some of these other teams where they have two or three wide receivers that you're playing and you're excited about and so on. Um, on the Washington side of the ball, and then, like I said, Bobby will come back with some statistics here. Um, you're really excited about Terry McLaurin. I think the 32nd ranked pass defense, uh, or at least against wide receivers. Um, so McLaurin is is somebody you're really excited about starting. Um, I think this could be a streamable Heineke week. Um, so look out for that. Heineke could be a streamable quarterback for those of you that are playing that streaming quarterback game. Uh, and this would be one for those that have kind of ridden Kirk Cousins this year throughout the season that are streaming quarterbacks. Uh, this could be a don't stream Kirk Cousins week, um, and we'll get into that game here in a little bit. Um, so I, I like Heineke as a as an option on the running back side. Uh, Gibson is nursing an injury as well, um, so pay attention to that. I also think this is going to be more of a JD McKissick week than it is a Gibson week. Uh, McKissick is their primary receiving back, and if you're looking at a basic floor, um, you're, you're definitely looking at McKissick being a flex this week. This week, and I think a good flex because um, his floor is probably around five or six catches for 50 or so yards, um, potentially a touchdown that you're really liking his numbers as a flex play. What do you got, Bobby? I know you want to say something. Good job. Oh, look at that. No statistics, nothing? No, well, I mean, I, they just well, let's emphasize what Let's move on to said. your game. I and I don't know why. I don't know why I put this game. You know, I do know why I put this game in the take a shot. I think there's more than just fantasy that to talk about in this game, which is why I thought we'd spend more time. But we got Vegas, Denver next. Bobby, it's your game. Um, so Denver, while they've played not great, they are second best against quarterbacks, third best against running backs, and fourth best against tight ends. These are all the ways that the Vegas Raiders try and beat you. And so, actually, Caleb earlier said uh, Vegas is going to win this week. This game is actually going to be closer than we think, especially with a co- with that coaching change happening in Vegas. Who knows what kind of uh, you know off the field stuff is going to affect their ability to, to perform on the field? That's its own thing. The other side of, the, uh, of what I want to look at, really on, on the Vegas side of the ball, the only guys that you're thinking about starting. You're, you're maybe looking at Carr, but again, you don't really have a lot to go on there, and there's probably better options. Just like Joe mentioned, Heineke is probably a better option than Derek Carr this week, especially given the matchup that they're going against. You got someone going against the 32nd, <laughs> the, the worst team against quarterbacks, and this team that's second best against quarterbacks. I know which one I'm going to go with between those two. Um, Vegas 
their primary receiver in terms of how they move the ball down the field is their tight end. Denver's, as I just mentioned, fourth best against tight ends. So, again, kind of have to temper expectations there. Um, so, I, and you, you can't really run the ball a lot on Denver either. They, they do still have a solid run defense. So, with all of that being said, uh, you, you're really just starting Darren Waller because you have to. Beyond that, I'm, I don't think you're starting anybody for Vegas. Denver side of the ball, I see a big game coming for the both of them. Um, and even more so if uh, I, I did see that um, Melvin Gordon jumped up on the injury report late this week here. And so something to keep an eye on. Um, but I do see a big game from one or maybe both of these Denver running backs. Vegas is uh, bottom seven against running backs in terms of what they're allowing. Um, and so something big coming that way. Also, Noah Fant should have a big game um, and a nice rebound game against Vegas. They're, Vegas has given up t- um, on average about 12, 13 points against uh, the tight end position. Denver scores on average about 14 points to the tight end position each week. So I see Noah Fant coming back pretty strong for you here, for those of you that, that have him on your roster. I am going to make a comment on this game just real briefly, uh, but I, I would tell people to pay attention this week to how different Vegas plays. And what I mean by how different is, like, schemingly offensively, they've been very old school, right? Run the ball, run the ball, play action pass, play action pass. This, that, and the other. I think with the change in coaches, you will undoubtedly, in this case in particular, see some significant changes in the way the offense is ran. And that's my prediction on that game. So pay attention to it. See what happens. We won't know what that team's going to look like moving forward, but that's why I had in the drink it slow. Um, very good. Next game, we have Minnesota Carolina. This is you, Caleb. Yeah, the home game. Um, well, for depends on where you're based, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. This is one of those games that if any chips in the game, it might be. A- I'm calling this the rusty running back matchup. Uh, both running backs are, you know, coming off injuries and you no, know, um, if they're going to play, um, and the only thing to make that worse is if both do come back, you know, these are two of the top defenses in the league um i know i used yards as a metric earlier but when it comes to teams as a whole i like to use points allowed panthers are third fewest and vikings are ninth fewest i i personally don't see much opportunity for fantasy here um obviously if mccaffrey and cook play you have to play them um, i'm a firm believer and you got to start your stud no matter no matter the matchup the one weakness i would say that could be interesting um, as a flyer flex, um, Joe was mentioning it earlier. Um, the wide receiver two has been burning the Vikings lately. So Robbie Anderson slash Terrace Marshall could potentially be interesting, but I don't know that, like, I don't know that you'd feel comfortable starting either. Um, you start both the defenses if your league has defenses. Otherwise, I'm benching just about everybody in these games. 
One thing that I want to point out, and we don't talk about them much, but kickers. Carolina Panthers only allow, on average, three points to kickers. So, again, if your league is archaic and still uses kickers. Oh, stop. um, Pretty bad. (laughs) You you probably don't want to have uh, uh, Joseph in your lineup this week. And that's a position because there's still a position that they're used that uh, that, that you're going to want to probably get them out of the lineup. Um, you know, team that gives up the most is the Jets. They are not playing this week. Second most is the Colts. I don't know who the Colts are playing this week. Houston. I don't. Houston, I don't think you're picking go get the, up. Go get the Houston kicker. Uh, no, See they can't happens. hardly move the ball. Uh, no, I, and they I don't need say, to move I would the ball say, Bobby, you're going to bring up it, kickers. They need I, to get it close and I'm then gonna, not no. score. I, well, I'm going to disagree with you on – They need um, to get the because, ball to the 30-yard line. And well, and, stop. you know, Joseph's been kicking a lot of long field goals these last yeah. few weeks because they have We're not going to have any more discussion about kickers, Joe. Well, you, they've been doing what you just said. They've had good drives that stall out, and that is – definition of how the vikings have been playing lately so i actually like kickers but it will stop that conversation this is obviously you didn't you know you're obviously starting uh, you know i mentioned you know you're obviously i think feel like you're obviously starting jo- uh jefferson right yeah a little bit of disappointment lately it's one of those games where it kind of sucks having one of those studs because you've got to start them but you know just temper expectations need to be yeah need to be tempered um very good uh, appreciate the analysis there. Seattle, Pittsburgh, that is me. Um, honestly, this could be kind of like what you just said. This is not one I'm like looking to turn on and be really excited about. The reason I have it in the drink it slow is just to talk a little bit about Geno Smith. Um, you know, I don't know how people feel about him, Bobby. I know you picked him up in the Whiskey and Wipes League because that is a double quarterback league. Bobby has been stressing about his quarterback situation all season. <laughs> Yeah, you Just you both are guys that I've you both are guys that I've been trying to do some uh, some trades with for a, an actual serviceable quarterback because right now I'm going with Tua, who is still listed on IR, and Geno Smith. If that tells yeah. you where things are at, yeah, it's it's uh, your strategy there did not bode well. No. Um, and with Geno Smith, uh, for those of you that, that may have decided that you had Russell Wilson, you might as well go with the other guy there. He was 10 of 17 last week, 131 yards, had a touchdown and an interception. Um, if anybody saw the game, he looked okay. Um, he wasn't completely embarrassing, but I, not somebody I'm excited about. Just historically not been necessarily the type of player that you should ever be excited about. Um, but he does have weapons, and those weapons are people that I think you need to play against Pittsburgh. Um, so for me, uh, DK Metcalf, I think this could be a good game for him. Uh, Lockett, again, the same. One of those two guys, in my opinion, is going to get a bunch of balls thrown to him. Because, again, whenever backup quarterback comes in the game, the offense tends to shrink. Like The number of plays that you run tends to shrink. So I'm thinking, you know, here you're going to say, okay, these are the routes that they're going to run. Uh, we don't want you to make too many reads, make them at the line, decide you're going to throw it to and throw it to them. Um, and in this case, that's, you know, you're looking at guys, you know, some of those top end guys uh, being the more likely ones that the ball goes to uh, in a lot of these situations. I like DK more because I think if I'm a, a new quarterback that 
you know, has to play in this situation, I'd rather throw it to a guy that can actually go up and catch the ball. Um, if I'm in, in trouble and he might be able to save me. So look for that this week from him on the Pittsburgh side. It's still really hard to trust any wide receiver, um, but they're playing against, you know, wide receivers should have a good game for Pittsburgh. Um, knowing Seattle statistically kind of where they stand uh, against the pass. So, uh, and, and even on top of that, you're also looking at, you know, the running back in Pittsburgh. If Najee's playing, I think he's a no – like he's you're, you're the most excited about him in this game um, from just a, again, matchup standpoint. Um, Najee's somebody to be excited about. But in uh, uh, wide receivers, uh, Deontay Johnson, if this tends to be a game um, where Pittsburgh's behind by any, any means, Deontay Johnson will get even more attention now that Juju's out. Same thing with Chase, uh, but I think that's really the two guys that, you, that you're looking at. That's about it. Um, yeah, Deontay Johnson, I think, is going to have a really big game. Um, Chase Claypool, like you just said, same same sort of thing. The, that Seattle secondary is, um, I'll just say, not good to be respectful. Um, and, and, yeah, I, you know how I feel about Deontay Johnson. I think he's – He's gold, man. If you if you have mine your roster, you got some gold right there. Correct. Good. Uh, next game, Tampa Philly. Bob, this is you. Um, so Tampa Bay side of the ball, you're starting Tom Brady. Um, if you have Fournette, you're probably starting him. Uh, Philadelphia's defense actually uh, gives up about 25 points a game to running backs, and so uh, you're probably going to get some good production there. But he's he's in that solid RB two kind of flex range for you with with that. Um, you're starting literally every single wide receiver that you have for Tampa Bay. Um, if you have one of those top three guys, you're gonna play him this week. It's hard not to. One of those three is gonna score two touchdowns um, because that's just what happens every single week with this team. Um, tight end side of the ball looks like Gronk is gonna be out again. Probably gonna be out for a while yet. Um, there's really no direct timetable that I've that I have heard at least for his return and neither of the other two there with uh was it Brait and uh Howard you're not all too excited about neither of them have really stepped up and taken the reins of that position but hey you never know um Philadelphia side of the ball you're starting hurts uh that that's kind of a no-brainer he is the only player in any position that has finished top 12 every single week this season. Uh, he has gotten over 21 points every single time he's played in the entirety of his career. You're starting Jalen Hurts. Um, I don't know what's going on with Miles Sanders. He's disappeared, basically. Um, but receiving backs, as we've seen, uh, and this goes back a couple weeks, but just highlighting last week, um, we saw Gaskin get like a ridiculous amount of points. Um, Gainwell seems to be that guy that, that is kind of more of that receiving back and receiving back seems to do well against Tampa Bay. You, you don't want a running back running the ball against this team. You want them catching it out of the backfield, getting out in space and making some moves at that point. Um, I absolutely love Smith and Rieger this week. Um, Goddard out. Ertz is going to step up back into his 
old school Zach Ertz role where where he was a you know, a top tight end and he should produce very well again this week for you. Um, it's that's going to be a really fun game to watch, I believe. And that's our Thursday night matchup, so we actually have something good to watch this week, at least for that side of the ball. Yeah, with it being on Thursday, I think it's important that you you prepare your lineups early. This is a good Thursday game, I think, from a fantasy standpoint. Um, something that you're definitely you know kind of excited about uh, seeing how your team starts out the week. Um, and and one thing to emphasize, there. one thing to emphasize with the Thursday week or with the Thursday games is that if you are playing someone in a Thursday game, do not play them in your flex spot. You yes, want to have that flexibility key. in case something comes up. You never know what's going to happen. Something could come up, and a guy that you were like, man, this is my, you know, I, I have three wide receivers on my roster, and I, I had Smith in my flex spot, and one of my other guys just, like, you know, tripped coming out of his house and hurt his shoulder and, and isn't playing this week. Correct. You never know what's going to happen, and then all of a sudden you're scrambling on the on the waiver wire and starting some, you know, who knows who for Houston. You know, you just don't want to have that happen to you. So get those guys out of your flex spot, throw them into your your positional spots, and uh, be able to have some positional flexibility then when that comes to that position. Yep, good. A lot of fantasy stuff going on in that game, um, so make sure then you get your lineup set before Thursday. Um, all right, so Chargers-Baltimore. This is our first drink in slow game. Uh, speaking of a lot of scoring, uh, oh, potentially a lot of scoring, Caleb, this is yours. Go ahead. Yeah. So, two teams, four and one. Um, I think both of these teams were seen as, like, you know, defensive stonewalls going into this year. Not been the case. Uh, Chargers points formed and team. Um, whereas they've both been just top top ten scorers in the. I think this is probably going to be another high end game, especially with um, the Chargers being the better of the defenses and just allowing the Browns to go for forty two against them. And that's not really the name of the game for the Browns. So I think that's that's a bad indication of potentially you know, being a run on their defense. Like, I, I feel like this could be the start of, you know, their defense kind of collapsing a bit, but their offense will more than make up for it. Huh. Um, this game's pretty obvious on the Chargers side of things. I mean, there's not really guys that you're sitting. It's Herbert, Eckler, Allen, Williams. You start all those guys. Um, I would personally probably sit or find a replacement for both of these defenses. I think this could be a shootout. Um, I try not to have any stakes in shootout games on the defensive side of things. Uh, I like how you just said sit or find a replacement. Because <laughs> yeah. the reality is I think you're right and find a replacement. I mean, neither of the defenses have done a whole lot for you this year. Yeah. The last another charge. Instincts. But yeah. <laughs> um, you obviously got Lamar Jackson. We talked about in DFS earlier. I was saying that if you're in a tournament and you want some risk reward, Tyson Williams, um, the Chargers have been giving up, I think, the third most yards to opposing running. Or wait, no, it's actually that's right here. They have given up the most rushing yards per game by 12 yards per game. 
they've given up 157.6 rushing yards per game to opposing running backs. So that entices me to play Baltimore running back, but in fantasy, I don't think you're going to ever find a league where you're comfortable. It's more of a draft Kings play, but something to watch for, for sure. Um, but Baltimore has like like to rotate between, so you're not going to feel comfortable starting any running back not named Lamar. Yeah, and I think that's a good point on the difference between a DraftKings or DFS league and mm-hmm. something like your weekly stuff. Because if you're looking at your your weekly fantasy league that you're in, uh, and when I say weekly, I, I do mean your season long. Um, you know, Lamar or uh, Murray's not necessarily somebody you're super excited about. Um, Starting, even no. though he should have a good week, but he should have had a good week against Indy last week, and he had five carries. Yeah, you're playing if you're playing a running back for both, hoping they get a touchdown, but Lamar makes sure that doesn't happen. He's got your fantasy teams. You're playing against Lamar. <laughs> yeah, but good point. Um, I think Marquise Brown's obviously fine. Um, I play Mark Andrews this week, duh. But besides that, there's not really any. Ooh, should I play him? Should I not play him? I think all the start sets are pretty obvious. Yeah, I agree with that on the on that game. And I think there'll be some some good scoring in this. So I got a question, Bob. Should we make our first bet? Sure. Yeah, what's the bet? I'm thinking uh one of us gets Herbie and the other one gets Lamar. Which one do you I'd want? Ooh. I don't feel too strongly about either one. I think they're both gonna do really well. Yep. Um, so there, there was other things that I thought we could have bet on, but I would just, I just kind of let them slide. Um, and this is one that I feel overly strong on one end or the other. So I'm going to pass. Okay. Fair. What was the other ones that you passed on that we could have bet on? Uh, well, like Jaguars, wide receivers, you, oh, you, stuff like that. I was, yeah, I was just like, Chanel just like little things. Run. Like there was yeah. one other one that stood out, but I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna let that one slide. That's okay because I, I checked the standings of yeah. our thing, and like if things trend the way that they have through the first quarter of the season here, um, I'm gonna be winning like eleven to three against you. Um, so I mean, I could throw you a bone here, but it's really a coin toss. No, and that's um, why I wanted it to be a bet. Yeah. I don't want any bones thrown. Trust me, there's no bones needed. And if it does continue the way it's gone so far this season, uh, and I continue to win DFS points, then I think I'll be okay with my DK points. I might just even catch you if I win enough of them. So, yeah, anyway, yes, you definitely had me on some bets this year, Bobby. I'm not going to lie. So, we'll uh, we'll see how that continues. I have usually, I've won on injury a couple of times against I, you. I've found that it, it <laughs> evens itself out over uh, the course of the season between you and I, usually, usually. Yeah. Um, well, very good. And, by the way, I would have, uh, if I could have trended one side or the other, I was actually hoping you'd pick um Lamar I was going to go with Herbie in that one um but it will be an interesting fun to watch at least yeah Justin Herbert is fun to watch man yep all right next one Buffalo Tennessee this is before before we move on I I saw this somewhere I don't remember who who had posted something about this but between now and like I don't know 2032 so like the next 10 12 seasons whatever it is Will we see a team that doesn't have Herbert, Mahomes, 
or Lamar Jackson on it coming out of the AFC? Twenty. What? What? So what? In the next like years twelve years. Yeah, in the next like ten to twelve years, those are going to be the three teams, or or the at least the three names at quarterback that stand out the most right now. Let's say like these are going to be the guys that are in the Super Bowl. Well, I would put Josh Allen in that conversation as oh, well. Oh, Josh Allen. I'm sorry. I missed that one. Josh Allen. So those four guys. If I said the next 10 years, I get those four, you get the field. <laughs> like, are you taking that? Coming guy? out of the AFC? Coming out of the – winning the AFC, going to the Super Bowl. One of those four quarterbacks is going to be on the team that makes it to the Super Bowl every single time for the next 12 years. Who's the team that has a bunch of draft picks? Is that Philly or Miami? I think both. I think Philly and Miami. Doesn't Miami have a bunch of picks? I think my. I know, I know they Philly had some does. Last year. I know Philly uh, does because of their like trades with Wentz and a couple. Miami of traded up for Waddle. Oh, Philly got right. Philly got Miami's Philly, first. Yeah. Just projected top five. Oh, okay. Right okay. Yeah. Um, and so Philly's set up pretty nicely. Yeah, because you know. <laughs> I'm thinking in my head, like, okay, who's got a young quarterback that has some draft picks that could turn a team out in the next 10 years? But it's it's hard to find one. Right. <laughs> and so that's the, that's the whole thing. It's, it's basically these four guys have become what, like, Manning, Brady, and Roethlisberger were. Sure. Yeah. And here, here's these four kind of replacing that, and then you threw in a couple of years of Joe Flacco, oh, right? And yeah, but that's he was the hard part. He too, wasn't yeah. really right, but that that's the anomaly. Mm-hmm. But even though, even I'm saying like the next twelve years, I get these four guys, you get everyone else. You're still a, and and that's the right that's the right choice is to go. Oh, I don't <laughs> think I can bet against that. Yeah, that's the crazy yeah. part. Interesting. Good stuff. And, and that Anyways. leads us into Josh Allen and talking about Buffalo, Tennessee. Um, this one's on here. I think this would be a good game, um, a, a good drink and slow game. This is a Monday night game or Sunday night game? Hold on. It's a good Monday night game. Yeah, Monday night game. Um, so I think this would be a fun one to watch. Uh, I think this is a really nice week for your Buffalo wide receivers. So anybody on the Buffalo side receiving uh, – Knox – I, dude, he could be a top five tight end come into the season. Um, so I'm I'm paying attention to that. I like Knox in Buffalo. Um, I think this is another good Diggs week. You know, Diggs is starting to turn it on a little bit. If you've had him, um, you're starting to get a little bit happier with him. Um, overall, just, you know, game by game, um, you'd like to see a little bit more out of him. But I think this could be a good one for him. Uh, and then I, I do think Emmanuel Sanders is a flex play. And I think uh, so is Beasley. Uh, you know, I think both those guys are are flex plays this week um, at their positions. I haven't checked their health, so I'm assuming they're healthy. Um, but again, I think that's that's something to pay attention to in in this particular week uh, with those particular players. Um, I, and again, Diggs, I said he's kind of started to show you something. Last week he only had two catches, um, but. I, He's got to have a breakout. This has got to be it, right? Is this not going to be his week? It, it should be. I mean, we thought last week was going to be that, but it, it really should happen. This Tennessee is not good against uh, – they, they don't really have a strong corner right. position. So. Yeah, they don't, they don't at all, actually. Um, on the Tennessee side, um, 
temper expectations a little bit for uh, Henry. I, I think he's done a good job of kind of being um, matchup proof. I, I mean, and I don't mean it from a standpoint of he can't throw in a dud of a week. Um, what I mean it by is like his only dud this was against Arizona and it was because he had 17 carries. But every other week he's had at, listen to this, at a minimum, every other week of the season, he has touched the ball at a minimum 29 times. <laughs> that's that's, a, that's absurd. It is stupid. He's had two games with three touchdowns. I, I mean, it's just, it's stupid. So he's pretty much matchup proof, in my opinion, even though Buffalo has proven that they are not afraid of being a really good defense. Uh, probably going to be the best defense this year by the end of the season um, if they aren't already ranked that high uh, already. Um, so, again, I, I, kind of going into that, um, I shy a little bit away from um, A.J. Brown. Uh, they talk, you know, there, there's some guys that, that – when you match up against Tredavious White, he just slows you down. So just don't be surprised if A.J. Brown is slowed down and has a very low week. If I'm going into the week and I'm debating between A.J. Brown and a couple other guys that I think can get me good value, I am going to go with the other guys. That's just me. Bobby, I know you love A.J. Brown, but that's me. I um, do love A.J. Brown. Yep. On the other side of the ball, uh, or not the other side of the ball, but on the other side of the field, or not field, I guess on the other side of the line, Julio, if he's healthy, um, you know, one of those two will be slowed down. Overall, I think Buffalo leads this game, so Tennessee's going to have to was throw that the ball. A, Joe, was that an age joke against uh, Julio? Because he's really old and not good at football anymore. I don't know. I don't know how you would have taken it that way. You could have if that's what you wanted to, but wasn't my intent. Um, anyway. Um, he's going to be think- slowed down. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think, again, it's it's hard to say. So it's wide receivers against Buffalo are just difficult to start. Um, I think you could probably lean on flexing him, um, but don't plan on him being a stud by any means for you. Uh, so really the only player in Tennessee I am starting just because it's just impossible not to is Derrick Henry. Um and the other guys really all throughout Tennessee are very questionable to me as far as being good plays. Um, if you have to play them, play them because they're still going to get you the targets. They're, they're going to have to get you catches. It's not like they, they're not going to catch the ball. Um, if one of them falls in the end zone, you're going to be happy. Um, but that's really who I'm looking at on the Tennessee side. Again, on Buffalo side, I do anything but the running back. So I didn't mention Moss or – Singletary, I think if I have to go with a running back there, it's Moss. Um, but, you know, obviously you're starting the the other ones that I've already mentioned, and Josh Allen, you're, you're really excited about him this week. Great. Good. Uh, next and really last game, Arizona-Cleveland. Bob, this is yours. Um, so I'm going to start on the Cleveland side of the ball. You're not really doing much um, with Cleveland's quarterback. I can't think of his name right now. It's not it's not on the tip of my tongue. Anyways, that's how much you're not doing anything with them this week. Um starting Hunt. Hunt's actually seeming to be, at least for fantasy purposes, the better running back out of that backfield. Um you really can't trust Odell Beckham Jr. yet. I, it, he's one of those guys that I'm gonna miss out on his first good week. 
Um, he, he hasn't proven it yet. And in a game where there was like 1,100 yards and 90 points scored, OBJ had three targets and went two for 20. Like, he in a game where he could have, should have been huge, he didn't do anything because everyone was doing it, everything. Um, even Njoko was doing a bunch of stuff. Like, tight ends all over the place. So, you know, you maybe are, are grabbing Njoku thinking, hey, this guy just had a big week last week. But I would be actually pretty uh, pretty skeptical about that. Um, Arizona Cardinals are actually the one of the best teams against tight ends, only allowing about four points a game to the position. Um, and so Cleveland side of the ball, it's Hub, it's it, it's Chubb, it's Hunt, and that's about it. Um, throwing it over onto the Cardinals side, one of the only undefeated teams left here. Um, I'm just going to keep saying it. Uh, Murray is very proficient. If anyone picks up on what that actually means, um, congratulations. Um, (laughs) Cleveland is actually the 28th best. So fourth worst against, against the quarterbacks and fantasies points allowed, giving up about 23 points a game to quarterbacks. I see that uh, being a big, big game for Murray. Again, you you love him as you're going along. Edmonds is a solid RB2. Connor, you're probably going to flex. Um, then Hopkins uh, as a wide receiver. He's dealing with an illness, I believe. I don't know what's going on there. Um, you're loving what you're seeing in Rondell Moore. He's getting more and more used, and his, uh, his playmaking ability is really starting to show even more. AJ Green last week was the first time that he didn't have six targets. Uh, he only had two, so that dropped off. Something to keep an eye on again. Not really somebody that you're starting with any kind of confidence, but he he has been a decent flex few weeks. But again, not someone that you're really excited about playing. Um, maybe more of a. Um, I, I would have to see what he is in DraftKings, but someone that you can maybe get cheap there. Um, and Cleveland is actually one of the, uh, better teams also against the tight end position. So, uh, I believe Max Williams was also banged up and may not be playing this week. Uh, good. I don't know that I have anything to add. Um, Caleb, you got anything on that one? Uh, no, I think pretty well. Good deal. Well, that kind of wraps up the game for the week. So, uh uh-oh. Here she comes. That wraps up the games for the week. Um, <laughs> nothing uh, more to add. Obviously, this is the first real week of, of buys. Um, so be sure to check your lineups for anybody so, that you might have. So with, I, I have, I'm going to have two bold predictions this week. Okay. Both of them are going to involve quarterbacks. So because we're talking bye weeks, one thing that I wanted to say is that I believe that this may be Wilson's best week for the Sorry Jets. Oh, we had to mention him. Had to mention him. And it's the reason why is because it's the Sorry Jets. And he's on a bye week. And he's on a bye week. And it just <laughs> might be his best week ever. This is yeah. one week that he will not, or maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's a Sorry Jet that will defy all 
odds and have a bad bye week <laughs> because of whatever goes on in his personal life or whatever. Yeah, but, he'll be in, in some secret email that got sent out. That... Right, right. <laughs> um, but I just had to throw that one out there because I, I realized we did not mention the sorry Jets up until now. I love um, it. And he's also someone who is on that really not good two and three um, whiskey and wipes league team that I have him as a quarterback on. Yeah. That uh, just put up 154 points against Mr. Little Caleb over there. And mm-hmm. Absolutely. My team's that terrible. Game. Yeah. <laughs> that, that that's, happens. that's his hey, bad team. <laughs> hey, join, join the club there. I'm two and three on that one. So, yeah. Um, so I just had to mention that. Now, the other guy that I did want to mention, um, Joe, you kind of talked him up a little bit earlier. That's Taylor Heineke. My prediction this week, he's a guy that's wide and someone who I believe will be a top seven quarterback this week. I like it. I like it. Very direct on the, on the number. Um, for my Joe, that's Bobby's baller. For my <laughs> Joe Niehoff guarantee, I got two of them for you this week. And I think the first one I'm about to mention is a very bold statement. All right. And some people may or may not agree with this, but how hard is it to have over 200 receiving yards in a, in a football game? To have under 200 receiving over. yards? Over. over. As an individual? Yep. Um, it, I, it, has it happened once this year so far? Devontae Adams last week. Yeah, that's about it. So when you have all those wide receivers times all the games. So it doesn't happen often, I'll say. Is... Yep. So here's my bold prediction. Devontae Adams is going to go two weeks in a row with over 200 yards receiving. Whoa. That's a bold one. Now here's the – I had a second one. Here's the second one. And this is something more direct to DraftKings, Okay. I believe this week, from my lips to your ears, that the millionaire team will be comprised of a stack that includes Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. I should send you my team for this week on on DraftKings in our league because it has that exact stack in it. (laughs) All right. Just saying. Those are my two bold predictions. So hopefully, uh, hopefully I'm right on the burrow and <laughs> that one. Um, but uh, but yeah, there you go. That's what I got um, for mine. Now, Caleb, you can use this whatever way you want. You kind of heard how Bobby and I use it. You have Merrick's merit, or in this case, Caleb's merit. What do you got? Yeah. So my two takes for this week, the the two guys that I think that are just gonna wow people this week. One is a rookie, and it's not mockingly this time. I think Trevor Lawrence against the Miami Dolphins in London as his breakout game, as his career game. And I think like he it. goes for over 300 yards and three touchdowns. Okay, I like Love it. it. Um, and my number two, we are I've already talked about him maybe nine or ten times um, between the DFS <laughs> podcast and this one, but I think Darrell Henderson is the RB1 this week. I think he goes for 160, has a career game, and has three touchdowns. One Listen, receiving, two rushing. I, we had a bold prediction last week from Zach that said that uh, Jonathan Taylor would be the number one running back fantasy wise. 
Yeah, Bobby uh, mentioned that. <laughs> and yeah. he was, what, like a half point wrong? I think it was like a point and a half off. Yeah, it wasn't much. I mean, incredible predictions. So, I, you know, on that note, I might just put so, Daryl Henderson on one of my fantasy so, uh, drafting teams this week because so you guys are probably going to be right. I was just going to say, I, I really should send you the team that I put together because it has Henderson, Chase, and Burrow on it. Now you need to get is uh, Devonte Adams in there? I no, I don't believe he is. But for all the all of those of you out there that do uh, our our league there on DraftKings, I've given you at least three guys that are on my starting lineup for this week. Do with that what you will. Yeah, and it sounds like you and I might have a similar team there, Bobby. These are all players that I like as well, which is also kind of scary because that means that a lot of other people have that same team. I would, I wouldn't mind sharing a few million dollars with you guys. (laughs) Yeah, we can split it. That's okay. (laughs) Well, there's maybe a higher percentage chance that they don't do well, and then we both really suck, and almost everyone beats (laughs) us again in our DFS league. That would just mean that John has to have a good week. Yeah, hopefully. And he's I'll got make sure. a lot of his team. He's got some uh, Washington, Kansas City players, so he'll be fine. That's good. Yeah. But well, good stuff. I appreciate it again, Caleb. Thank you for coming on. I hope you enjoyed it. Me and Bobby always do. Um, we'll uh, be posting these things obviously Thursday morning for this one, and uh, we hope everybody gets their teams ready and prepared for the week. And uh, wish everybody luck. But that's all I got. Have a good one. So you bye. bye.